In today's episode, I'm going to tell you guys why the Detroit Pistons will make the play-in this season. Stay tuned for that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review. And whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see on today's show, if you listen to all on the podcast platforms, today's going to be nothing but a straight positivity podcast. We're going to lay out a scenario where the Pistons make the plan, a realistic scenario in which that happens, a realistic scenario where Cade becomes an all-star this year, and a realistic scenario where Asar Thompson can win the Rookie of the Year award. So we're going to start off with the realistic scenario where the Detroit Pistons will make the plan. Now, if you listen to the podcast for a minute, you know that I'm predicting myself. I am not predicting the Detroit Pistons to make the play in this year. I've said over and over, I believe they're they're going to hover around 32 games, won this upcoming season. But is, is the Pistons making the play in impossible? No, it's not impossible. Is there a scenario where it can happen? Yeah, this is an area where it can happen. And I'm going to lay it out for you guys in today's episode. Uh, so the first thing I actually want to look at is that the Pistons finished 15th in the Eastern Conference this past season. And no matter the improvement they get from their own guys, when you finish 15th in the Eastern Conference, you're trying to move up. You need some help from some other guys. Some other teams got to fall. Some other teams got to get worse. The Pistons can only get so much better. The other teams got to get worse. So the first thing I want to lay out, I can see something like this happening. I can see the Charlotte Hornets not getting better this upcoming season. Miles Bridges coming back from his year-long suspension, whatever you want to call it, him not being in basketball shape, him not being in peak performance, LaMelo coming off an injury, not being 100% correct, um, and the team just overall not being that good. The Washington Wizards in a rebuild knocked them down. That's two teams right there. The Indiana Pacers maybe not taking that next step that maybe everyone is, is expecting them to take this upcoming season. The Pistons can compete with the Indiana Pacers. Cage rises to the level even higher that of Tyrese Halliburton, which we'll talk about Cade a little bit later. The Chicago Bulls, a team who probably should be blowing it up. Maybe they blow it up at the deadline. Maybe they blow it up in January. That knocks them out of the plan. The Toronto Raptors, another team that probably should be looking to blow it up or at least restore or retool or something. They could do it at the deadline. They could do it in January. That's another team that gets knocked down. The Atlanta Hawks, are they really even that good? They could be a team that falls down. So I just named quite a few teams now. I didn't mention the Orlando Magic. I think the Orlando Magic are, are going to take another step this season. But I just mentioned one, two, three, four, five teams right there that could see their season go down the drain. And where did the Pistons finish? 15th. How many teams did he need ahead of them to fall below them? At least four. I just named five. That could possibly happen. So the Pistons could get to that 10th. Ninth spot in that scenario. But along with other teams getting worse, obviously they need their players to get better. And what's a realistic scenario? I'm not going to come on here and say a bunch of crazy outlandish stuff. What's some realistic possibilities for the team this upcoming season? Well, we'll talk about Cade later in the second segment, but off the top, 
Cade becomes an all-star this season. He becomes that number one overall pick that everyone was expecting him to be, that all Pistons fans expect him to be. The jump shot comes around. He stays healthy for the entire season. And Cade becomes the guy of the Detroit Pistons. However, one guy is not enough to get this team to the play-in. You see some jumps from Jane Ivey. Jane Ivey becomes a better finisher this pa- or this upcoming season. This past season, he was one of the worst finishers in the entire NBA. Finished ninth percentile around the rim. This upcoming season, he improves at his finishing, maintains his level of shooting from the outside, becomes a much more efficient basketball player with the help of playing off the ball, off of Cade, instead of having the ball in his hands as much. We saw that at the beginning of last season. They were... I thought they were playing pretty well together. Jane Ivey was cutting off ball, getting some layups off of Cade's gravity. Maybe with Cade coming back, that will help Jane Ivey's finishing ability and help him get some easier looks around the rim. Just overall easier looks within the offense. Jalen Duran at 19 years old takes a jump that we haven't seen since Dwight Howard. Something where he improves defensively, becomes much more of a talker defensively, becomes more vocal on the defensive end. They find the scheme defensively that fits best for him, whether that's playing high on the screen, whether that's in drop coverage, whether that's switching. They find the coverage that fits best for him. He really buys into it and improves in that coverage. I believe it's going to be drop coverage for him. I think that's where he's going to be at, maybe so high on screens. But either way, he really improves at it. He really buys into it. And with some improved players around him, hopefully on the defensive end, he doesn't feel like he has to wipe away everyone's mistakes. Durham makes a jump defensively, and they utilize him a little bit more offensively with the space-style floor and the starting lineup. He plays the entire season. The Pistons' best big actually plays the starting center spot the whole year. That improves the team, and they run the offense through him a little bit at the high post and utilize his passing ability. And the dynamic of him and Kay Cunningham in the pick-and-roll with spacing around them becomes too hard for teams to defend, and they can have an above-average offense. Those are things that I think are absolute ceilings I've mentioned so far. Do I think they're absolutely likely to happen? No. But is it out of the realm of possibility that that happens? No, I don't think so. I think it's possible. I just don't know if it's likely. But these are things I believe are possible and things that could happen to make the Pistons make the play-in. Boyan Bogdanovich repeats a season that he had this past season when he was damn near a 50-40-90 guy. Averaging 20 points a game. He replicates that. He maintains that efficiency. Maintains that marksmanship that he had for the Pistons this past season. And they play him at the four position. And I think playing him next to Asar Thompson maybe helps cover up some of his defensive woes. But either way, playing him next to Stu, maybe an improvement from Stu and Duran playing together. Duran to improvement at, at, at the uh, defensive side of the ball. Okay, Cunningham coming back, being a big body wing defender. Maybe that somewhat hides him defensively. Maybe that can help him, you know, help the Pistons get away with him on the defensive end. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but that would be the idea there. Arsar Thompson proves to be an instant impact rookie for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming season. He makes the right decisions. He plays hard defensively. He's a monster in transition, and he's not afraid to shoot the outside shot. All that stuff would help the Pistons greatly this upcoming season. And then lastly, the Pistons do not experiment with crazy lamps. They don't experiment with lamps that don't make sense like they did a lot last year. They only play players that are helping them win right now. Whoever the best player available is, is going to be who's in the rotation. Monty Morris is a big upgrade over the point guard position that they had this past season coming off the bench. 
he makes an instant impact. Heck, maybe Joe Harris is immediately thrusted into the rotation, no matter the other guys that they have, because of how lethal of an outside shooter that he is. Monty, Alec Burks, Joe Harris, Isaiah Livers with a James Wiseman lineup, maybe that could be a good bench for the Detroit Pistons. Who knows? What the Lambs are going to be, I know I've said Livers there. I don't know who they're going to go with the starting lineup. We all figure it's going to be Cade, Ivy, Boyan, Stu, and Duran. So in that backup lamp, it would be Monty, Burks, Asar, maybe Harris or Livers, and then Wiseman. The point being, the veterans that they add actually play a lot in Burks and Morris in Joe Harris instead of a, an Isaiah Livers, instead of a Killian Hayes, instead of a Marcus Sasser. Those guys play immediately. They help the Pistons win games instantly because of their outside shooting prowess. And the team plays much better than people may expect this upcoming season. Can the, make the, can the Pistons make the play-in? Yes. Can they do it? Yes, it's, it is possible. Do I expect them? If I was putting money on it, would I put money on it? No. But there is a scenario where the Detroit Pistons make the play-in. They need some other teams to fall out of the play-in. They need some other teams ahead of them to get worse. They need their own players to get better. And they need Monty Williams, who was, who was given the highest contract in the NBA up for a head coach until other contracts happened after him. But at the time, he was the highest paid contract at the head coaching position in the entire league. He's a really good coach. He should know how to utilize two guards as their best players in Cade and Jay and Ivy. And he will not be experimenting with lineups. He will not be playing guys just because they're young. He's going to play the guys that are best and who is going to give the Pistons the best chance to win any given night. So all of that that I mentioned in the first segment, is it incredibly likely that the Pistons will make the play-in? I'd say not. But all the stuff I mentioned gives them the possibility of making the play-in that they haven't had over the last five years. They have a chance this season to make the play-in. Even if it doesn't happen, they should be much better this season. They should be competing for a playing spot. And if everything goes right, if everything I mentioned happens, they very well may find themselves at the 10th or 9th seed. So let me know what you guys think. Is there something else that you guys believe needs to happen for the Detroit Pistons to make the play-in? Is there any chance that they will make the play-in? Do you believe there is no chance they can make the play-in? Let me know what your guys' overall thoughts are on the Detroit Pistons and the play-in this upcoming season in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. When we come back, I want to talk about why Cade Cunningham will be an all-star this upcoming season. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And Bird Dogs, the best thing about them, they are functional for any occasion out there. Whether it's golfing, whether you're going out on a date, whether you're going for an evening out with the boys, whether you're going out to the pool, whether you're going to work out, whether you're going to work, Bird Dogs are functional for any of those occasions. So go to birddogs.com slash NBA. Or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your 
order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that's LockedOnNBA at checkout or go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA to get that free water bottle with your order. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Kay Cunningham, first overall pick of the Detroit Pistons. A few years back, obviously, he is the face of the Detroit Pistons franchise. He is the guy for the Detroit Pistons. If the Pist- if if the Pistons want to get anywhere, it's going to be reliant on Cade Cunningham taking them there. Now, he does need some help. But everything the Pistons want to do, them making the play-in, them being a contender at some point down the line, them getting out of the, the laughing stock of the bottom of the NBA, all of that relies on Cade Cunningham. And this upcoming season will be his third season in the NBA, I believe he could be an all-star this upcoming season. Again, it's going to be tough, but we're not going to talk about that he's not going to do it. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why he will be an all-star this upcoming season and will represent the Detroit Pistons in the all-star game. First reason, his team is going to be much better than it was his first two seasons in the NBA. This team upcoming, this upcoming season, should have... You know, hypothetically, better spacing. Now, it's going to be interesting to see the lineups that Monty Williams decides to play Kay Cunningham with. That's going to be a big deal. But he has more vets on this roster that can actually play than at any other point of his career. We talked about them already. He has Boyan. He has Alec Burks. He has Joe Harris. He has Monty Morris. These are guys who have proven to be able to play at NBA level, and all of them, can shoot the basketball, and that's what Cade needs next to him. He needs guys that can shoot the basketball next to him. He needs NBA players around him. So that's the number one reason why, or number one factor, I believe, that could be a reason why Cade becomes an all-star this upcoming season is the fact that his team is going to be much better, and therefore, when all-star voting ends, I don't know when exactly all-star voting ends, whether it's January or early February. When that voting ends... The Pistons will not be a laughing stock at that point. They will not be clearly the worst team in the NBA. They will not be tanking for Victor Wembanyama already. Like they, that's not what they're going to be doing at that point. At that point, they will be a team looked at that's competing for a playing spot. Now, will they be a great team? Probably not. But will they be an absolutely like laughable team to look at? No, they won't be that. Teams in the NBA won't look at the Detroit Pistons, hopefully in January and just laugh at them and sneeze at them and look at them as an easy easy opponent, as an easy win on the calendar. That's the hope this upcoming season. And for any player that wants to be an all-star, that's something that you have to have. Your team cannot be just terrible or you won't be an all-star. And I don't think the Pistons will be absolutely terrible this upcoming season. So therefore, I think Cade has a good chance of making the all-star game this upcoming season. The next thing is he had the surgery on his shin. And that is a problem that he's been dealing with since apparently since high school, since, you know, we've read all that in the athletic article last season when he decided to get that shin surgery. That should help him 
with a full season taken off to get back to 100%, with a full season to heal up and be 100%, with the full offseason that wasn't impacted by the surgery because of how early he had it, him being able to go out to these pickup runs, him to be able to continue to work on his game. He should be entering this upcoming season at 100% health. And that's something that apparently we weren't able to say either the last two seasons. We know about, obviously, the, the shin now, but the ankle, his first season in the NBA, also held him out. So he should be entering the NBA this upcoming season at peak health and should be at his peak shape this upcoming season. That should be a big thing. The three-pointer comes around. That's something that has to happen. He was a great three-point shooter at Oklahoma. He was great. He was absolutely great in college as a three-point shooter. It hasn't necessarily translated to the NBA yet, but with the touch he has from the mid-range, he was one of the best mid-range shooters in the league in the first 10 games, 11 games that he played this past season. We saw his rookie season, how comfortable he was getting to that extended free-throw line area, the free-throw line area, all of that. He was really comfortable getting to that that point. We've even seen it in these pickup runs that keep getting leaked out, that he's just getting to that spot in the mid-ranges, elevating over defenders. That touch is smooth. He has a very soft touch. He has a good free throw percentage. He was a great three-point shooter in college. That three-point shot, I believe, has to come around at some point. You don't just forget how to shoot threes. It, that doesn't happen. And I have to believe that the shin was causing some issues for him and getting some lift on his shot. Hopefully, he gets back to where he was in college. And if he does, he's going to be a damn near unstoppable offensive force. And he will be an all-star this upcoming season. And then the final, the final reason why Cade could be an all-star this upcoming season, we've kind of mentioned it already. Jalen Duran and lineups that he'll be played with. This upcoming year, Cade Cunningham should, and I believe he will, but he should be played Jalen Duran and shooters around him. Lineups that make sense. And as we've seen, as I've talked about many, many times on the podcast, my favorite games from Cade so far in his career is when he was given a five-out offense or a pick-and-roll big with spacing around it, and he could just, he had driving lanes for days, he could pick defenses apart, just absolutely surgical with it, and he would dominate games. I think he's going to see that almost every single game this upcoming season. At least he should. That would be the smart thing to do. And now the Pistons have Monty Williams, and they're in the point of their restore where they're trying to win games. So there's no reason why we should not see that every single game for this upcoming season. And if we do see that for every single game, Cade is going to be really damn good. He's going to be really, really good. Just give him that pick-and-roll threat like we saw at the end of his rookie season when they got Marvin Bagley, took his game to another level. We, I've mentioned many, many times about that Utah Jazz game in his rookie season in early January where – Dwayne Casey was not able to coach him. Rex Kalamian took over. And in the second half of that game, they went five out to try to get Rudy Gobert out the paint and let Cade attack his mismatch, which happened to be his teammate now, Boyan Bogdanovich. And Cade, I believe, had 26 points and like six assists in the second half alone. Just surgical performance. I think we're going to see stuff like that almost every night this upcoming season. And I'm sure Monty Williams will add his own little twist to things and, you know, make it a little bit more versatile of an offense. But overall... Cade should be dealing with spacing, and he has his pick-and-roll threat of the future, in which, by the way, they apparently dominated Team USA and, and scrimmages with that duo. I expect that to be a dangerous duo in the NBA this upcoming season. I expect that to be another big reason why Cade Cunningham will be 
an all-star for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming season. Their first all-star since Blake Griffin in 2018-19 NBA season. Kate Cunningham will be an all-star this season. Do you guys believe that? Let me know if you do or do not in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. When we come back, we'll talk about why I saw Thompson will be the rookie of the year this upcoming season. Stay tuned for that. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Now, of all the ones that the Pistons making the play in and then Cade making the, the all-star team, while they may not be, like, favorites to happen, it's not completely out of the, you know, universe to happen. Like, I, I think there's quite a few people that believe that, that it could happen. I just don't know if I would say it's the favorite to happen. This one is, is going to be a bit of a stretch. It's going to be a bit of a stretch. Asar Thompson winning Rookie of the Year. And I think it's obvious for why this one would be a little bit of a stretch. Victor Webinyama, who is considered for a while, the greatest prospect. I think people are calling him the greatest prospect in sports history, let alone NBA history. He's in this draft, and he's going to be the favorite for Rookie of the Year, obviously. Um, another generational guy in this draft that I was very high on, Scoot Henderson, going to be playing this year. going to be tough. Um, and then a lot of guys, or a lot of people, consider Chet Holmgren a generational type of guy in last year's draft. Missed all of last year. So now this year is going to be his rookie season. Those three guys right there, three guys right there that will be um, at the top of the rookie of the year voting. And then that, that's not even mentioning his brother, Asar Thompson's brother, Amen, with the Houston Rockets. Uh, this is going to be a stacked, 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 stacked rookie season, I believe. Um, and there's going to be some really great rookies, I assume, that will probably be on the all-rookie second team. Like, it, it, this is this is going to be a really deep rookie season, I believe. Um, there, and there's a bunch of guys I didn't even mention. Um, but we're going to paint we're going to paint the picture. We're going to lay out the road in which leads to Asar Thompson pulling off the upset and winning rookie of the year this season. The first thing that would have to happen for Asar Thompson to win rookie of the year this upcoming year, he has to win the starting spot out of training camp. The Pistons have to start him. He is not going to win Rookie of the Year if he's not a starter. So, if Asar Thompson is able to beat out whoever it is, whether it's Boyan, whether they trade Boyan, open up a spot for Asar, whether he beats out Isaiah Stewart for the starting spot, whether he just plays so well that they have to find a spot for him somewhere in the starting lineup, he has to be in that starting lineup from the get-go for the Pistons if he wants to be Rookie of the Year this upcoming season. The next thing that would have to happen for Asar is that he has to be an instant impact defensive rookie. We've talked about it many times on the podcast that most rookies are not good defensively. However, there are some that come into the NBA and are instantly insane defenders. One of the ones I hear people talk about a lot, Herb Jones for the New Orleans Pelicans. Instantly, as soon as he hit the court in the NBA, really good defender. Asar Thompson has the tools to be an instant good defender. He has the tools to be a pesty defender, a guy who gets on people's nerves defensively, a guy who gets in the passing lanes defensively, an on-ball defender, point-of-attack defender. 
He has a guy, he has a chance to be a really good weak side rim protecting rookie. Instantly. He has those tools. We've seen it in the summer league. We've seen it in these little pickup run videos we've been watching. He's been popping off the screen defensively every time we see him this upcoming off se- or this offseason to where I do believe, I, I actually do believe this, that he's going to be a good defensive rookie immediately. So he'd have that has to be something that actually comes to fruition. That he is a great defensive player his rookie season at that wing position. If he's able to do that, he's going to have a chance. The next thing that he has to do, he has to dominate in transition. Now, I like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I want to lay out realistic scenarios where this could happen. So I could come on here and be like, oh, Asar Thompson, be a 40% three-point shooter along with the defense. There you go, best player in the league. Like, like I that I could say that, but that's not realistic. He's not going to be a forty percent three point shooter this year. It's just not going to happen. What is realistic and is within his grasp, I would say, is to be a great defender instantly, and to dominate in transition, and get easy points off that, and not even just easy points for himself, but for to get points for others in transition. Hopefully, the Pistons are a better defensive team. And if they are, they're getting stops, which means you can push in transition, which means you can push in fast break. And that's where Asar Thompson will really dominate teams, I feel like, because of his athleticism, because of his decision-making, his IQ, playmaking ability. I think he could be an absolute monster in transition. So this kind of relies on the team, too. He can't really control if the other four guys are going to be good defenders or not. But if the Pistons as a team can force turnovers. If the Pistons as a team can be a better defensive team than the one of the worst in the league this past season that they were, if they can be better than that, that's really going to spell good things for a guy like Asar Thompson, who's probably going to have to live a lot in transition instantly in his career. But then lastly, the last thing he would have to do to win Rookie of the Year is play extremely well off of Kay Cunningham in the half court, whether that's cutting to the rim, Offensive rebounds. I think that there's a chance we may see some scary stuff. I, I hinted at this before the draft. I think there's a chance you could get some unique, scary, interesting offensive sets where you got a Sar Thompson set of screens for Cade and he's diving towards the rim and they're using his athleticism to be a role big and they kind of play small or you know they put Duran in the dunker spot and let Asar be the screener and when he gets the ball at the if, if they double off Cade and he's rolling, they get the ball around the dotted line or something. He has enough passing ability, enough playmaking vision to then hit Dern with the lob, bounce pass, whatever, and they could just be freaky offense. I, I And they could switch it around too. They could do Duran in that pick and roll and then put Asar at the dunker spot, and they could do stuff like that. Asar in the opposite side corner, cutting down for lobs, cutting down for dump offs. He just has to fit really well in the half court with Kay Cunningham in this scenario as well. Does that include being able to hit the outside shot? Yes. I think he'd need to be around like 32% from three. But most of all, he'd have to be an insanely smart cutter, get offensive rebounds, get easy buckets for himself also in the half court, fit next to Cade. And if all those things were to happen, all those things were to happen, he would have a chance at rookie of the year. Now, he would need Wembenyama to, you know, have a little bit of a struggle rookie season. He'd need Chet to struggle a little bit in a rookie. Um Maybe Scoot would have to be not as great as a rookie. Um, all those things would probably have to happen because all the things I mentioned for Asar probably only leads to him averaging maybe 13 points a game. Like, that would be probably the ceiling for it. And all the things I just mentioned, he's not going to be a high-scoring rookie. But I, I'd like to think that we've reached a point in 2023 where all that's looked at isn't just points per game um, with these awards. 
Um, and if Asar really is that good of a defender and he's impact, and the Pistons are winning. If the Pistons are winning because Asar is that kind of impactful on the defensive end, he's helping in transition, he's fitting next to K2, and he's really helping the team make the play-in as a starter, I, then he, I think he actually would have a chance to be Rookie of the Year for sure. Um, but it definitely, I think the big thing, Wemby would have to struggle a little bit as a rookie. Like, that would have to happen. Because if Wemby has any kind of good rookie season, he's going to get the reward. He's Wemby. There's too much narrative with it, too. So he would have to struggle a little bit. And then all the things I just mentioned with the SAR, he would have to win Rookie of the Year. Is it impossible? No. Is it likely? No. Is it probably the least likely of all the ones we've talked about on the podcast today? Yes. But is it impossible? No. Anything is possible. So we'll see what happens. Do you guys think it's any chance that Asar could win Rookie of the Year? And what kind of route would it have to go for him to win Rookie of the Year? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Till next time, peace out.